We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibal. All right, here we are, Hannibal, at our final episode of season one. This is episode 22, Home Again. Real quick, everybody, next week will be our final exam episode. We'll be doing a lot of fun stuff. We'll be doing our drawing for our free t-shirt or free mask. We will be doing 90210 as dogs. Oh, on that one, I think we should tell everybody. We've got most everybody figured out. Oh, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out Scott. I'm trying to decide if we want to do the parents or not. Mm. But the main group of kids, we've got them all figured out. It's going to be fun. It's so fun. So make sure you guys listen next week, even though it's not a normal episode. Yes. Because we were amusing ourselves. Yes. We'll be talking about all of season one, all of the things that we liked about it, the things that we didn't like, the things we got wrong, character arcs that went well, all that kind of fun stuff. It'll be a good time. Yeah, it'll be be a a good good time. time. So join us next week on that. Yeah. Yeah. For this week, though, let's get started on the season finale. This is a big episode to unpack. big episode to unpack. We are warning everybody now, this is, there's a lot. So if you guys have not watched these episodes in a while, you might want to go and rewatch at least the last few of this season. Yeah. This episode especially. There's Mm -hmm. so much going on. So much happens. We have so many clips. Way more than normal. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Eh, it's fine. All right, so let's begin here with the really wonderful, please note the sarcasm in my voice, (laughs) Hulu description. You ready for this, guys? Whew, I don't know. Take a seat, guys. Jim is offered a promotion that requires a move back to Minneapolis. That is it. Yep. That's the entire synopsis for this episode. I'm sorry, this is a season finale. And that's that's all all they did. That's all you're going to say? Hulu, get it together. Ah. Hannibal, can I hear your description for this episode? Sure. When Jim gets offered a big promotion at work, the Walsh family's excited, but he tells them there's a catch. Soon they'll have to say goodbye to their new life and move back to Minneapolis. The twins and the rest of the gang all deal with the upcoming move in a variety of ways, and in the end they come to realize a few things about themselves that could change their relationships forever. Oh, beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. Otherwise, you would see I have goosebumps on my arms. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack in this episode, guys. And I Ooh. didn't really want to put in the synopsis and give it away. Right? But I needed more than a sentence. So I understand why Hulu did such a short one because they didn't want to give stuff away because it is a season finale. Oh, yeah. But dudes, we need a little bit more than that. A little bit more than that. Yeah. So the episode opens up and we see at the school, the courtyard there. Steve is in a fist fight with somebody. Some dude. This guy was shorter than Steve. I think he was even shorter than Brandon. He was a short guy. He was a short, stocky kid. But they are just duking it out. Circle around them, cheering, fight. Like, classic fight scene. Yeah. Brandon immediately races over to try Mm -hmm. to stop things. And, which I thought was funny. I'm like, what a pal. He didn't even think twice. He just, like, jumped in and ran. (laughs) And then we see Brenda, Dylan, Kelly, and Donna walking up, and they see the fight. The look on Dylan's face, he's just like, ugh. I have to go and help. It was that look you would think of an older sibling when they, their younger sibling's like, I want to come with you. And they're like, ugh, (sighs) okay, fine, I'll take care of this. (laughs) That was the look Dylan gave them. And Dylan ran over there. So Dylan was taking care of the random dude. Yes. And... Brandon was pulling off of the fight. Steve. That was an interesting moment. I'm like, wow. Steve's getting into fights? Yeah. What's up with that? After where we left him last episode, I honestly wasn't surprised. True. True. Good point. Mm -hmm. But I did think it was funny. When Dylan was off calming down the stocky dude and Brandon was with Steve and Steve was saying, you know, how it was just a midget and was was talking poorly about the guy. And Brandon was like, that guy was built like a wide load truck. (laughs) <laughs> I was just like, Brandon. Brandon. That was pretty funny. 
And then he and Steve have this little conversation. So I have a little clip that I just thought was really sweet little bro moment that was setting mm -hmm. up their character arcs for the whole episode. You know what, Walsh? I'm glad you moved to town. Oh, That's really sweet. That was super sweet. I'm glad you moved to town. For Steve, that's extremely sweet. Yes, it is. He, he doesn't mm -hmm. really have sweet moments often. Not often. This was one of them. So then we go to Jim's work. We actually get to see Jim Jim's in his work. business office. Doing business things. Yes. <laughs> so apparently some big head honcho dude, Henry Powell, is in town. And I guess he only comes to town when heads are going to roll. And it sounds like, from the conversation he has with his coworker, that it sounds like people are getting laid off. Yeah. Yeah, they're expecting, what, they said 20 or 25% layoffs from this branch? Or yeah. Crazy talk. The, the same guy was just at the Denver office and was laying a bunch of people off there. And the guy tells Jim that you better hope that Henry Powell doesn't invite you to lunch. Literally, like, a moment later, the intercom on the phone rings. And it's the secretary saying that Henry Powell wants to meet him for lunch tomorrow. And Jim is immediately concerned. Understandably so. Understandably so. I would be concerned too. Yes. So we go back to the Walsh house and we see Cindy and Anna. Anna's back. Anna's back. I will tell you, this is Anna's last episode. Oh no. Nothing, I don't think anything big. She just, she was only in four episodes ever. Oh. Of 90210. That's sad. I like Anna. Yeah. <laughs> I have a fun fact about her. Ooh. Three of her four episodes were Amy Spies episodes. Interesting. So here we have an Amy Spies episode. Yes. An Amy Spies episode that we quite liked. Yeah. Amy finally got her groove together. Yeah. And I don't think she wrote again for 90210. I don't think so. Oof. Okay. So Cindy and Anna have a couple dozen herb plants. And the kids are standing there admiring them, talking about all the different kinds of basil that they got and everything. Yes, and the coming garden. And... Yeah, you can tell that Cindy is digging this Beverly Hills life. Oh, yeah. With planting Less... a garden all the time, and it's so warm. and She can, like, she's dressing so fashionably all oh, the time. So cute. So cute. So Jim gets home, and he asks to talk to Cindy upstairs. And he tells her his fears, that he thinks he's about to be fired. Brandon overhears this. And the twins have a little powwow in the bathroom. I love their little powwows. We've mentioned this before. Yes. It's so cute. They have a couple of them in this episode. They do. So then we see back at Jim's work the next day, it's this huge conference room. And Jim's going in for lunch. They have a couple of like nice plates and table settings set up at the conference room table. It's no one but Jim and, and Mr. Powell. How nerve-wracking must that have been for Jim, oh, do you think? Oh, I cannot imagine how nerve-wracking. Oh, walking in there and seeing no one else there. Just your boss. That you know fires people and has been doing so recently. Ooh. But then the scene cuts. We don't see their conversation. Oh, we don't. We're just left going, wait, what? Huh? So if you're feeling the wait, what, guys, so are we. We get hmm. it. So we're back at the Walsh house and... Cindy is slicing veggies for Ratatouille. Kelly's there and Steve joins. And it's just really neat to see the kids hanging out together. Yeah. So, Mom, uh, what's for dinner? Fresh vegetable Ratatouille from our garden. Oh, you know, it's a major event if my mom even microwaves frozen peas. <laughs> yeah, my mother says my dad ought to send child support here. You guys feed me so much. Don't worry about it. My mom thrives on it. Okay, first of all, it was so cute that Steve calls her mom. That was so cute. Hey, Mom, what's for dinner? That's like, adorable. Oh. And she just, yeah, just tells him, doesn't even question, doesn't look at him like, nope. wait, what? This is just what it is. And the kids are so comfortable there. Steve's just opening the fridge and just pawing helping through. Helping himself. Helping himself to whatever he to, wants. Like, juice, I think. He just yeah. pulls out the jug. and You can tell these kids spend a lot of time here. Yes. The Walshes have definitely become a very special part of their life and their second home. Absolutely. I mean, like Kelly says, that her mom says that her dad should send child support checks to the Walshes because they feed her more. I'm like, that's really cute. It's really cute. But Jim gets home and he asks Steve and Kelly to leave. He's polite about it. He's like, I, yes. I don't mean to be rude, but I need to speak to my family alone. 
And you could see Steve and Kelly are looking at each other like, ooh. And so, they just quietly slip out. They they don't quietly slip out. They bolt. <laughs> They're like, family problems? Bye. <laughs> we got enough of those on our own. Right? They may be family, but they don't want to be involved in the problems. Uh-uh. <laughs> and so Cindy is worried that Jim was fired. The kids the are kids worried. The kids are worried. Yeah. Because they also overheard that conversation. So the four Walshes sit down to talk. They all start jumping in. Oh, like Brandon's saying, like, I'll get three jobs. And Brenda's saying that she'll start doing things to help. And, you know, Cindy will go back to cutting coupons. And, like, they're talking about all these things that they can do to help. And he realizes, oh, wait, no, 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 guys. I, I wasn't fired. I've been promoted. And it's like, oh, That's everybody's great. excited. It's like, just one little wrinkle is what he says. The job is back in Minneapolis. None what? of them seem excited about this. No, even Cindy was just like, uh, uh, what? Uh, almost <sighs> like, that's not an option. Is kind yeah. of how they seem to act. So he says that they're going to make this decision together by blind ballots. They all get up paper and they write their vote down. And we see Jim pulling out the votes. And one vote to stay, two votes to stay. One to go. One to go. And he knows that's him. And he pulls out the last vote. And he's expecting it to be Cindy saying one vote to go. And it says, stay. And he looks at Cindy, and he's just, he looks betrayed. And then he says, three to stay? Yeah. And you can tell, even Cindy kind of almost feels bad, but at the mm -hmm. same time, they've all built a life here. They have. I mean, she's got this beautiful garden. She and Anna have become friends. Yeah. She's getting more plants all the time to plant, and she's got all these herbs now she's planting. She's really found her home here, and she's really made it yeah. her home. So he goes upstairs to call his boss and turn down the offer. And Cindy goes with him. Jim, talk to me. I can't believe you of all people voted to stay in Beverly Hills. I figure it would be two and two at the least, and Brandon would cross over under pressure and be the tiebreaker. Well, I just didn't think it was fair for the kids. Uh, Jim Walsh for Mr. Powell, please. Yeah, I know, but if I blow my career, it won't be fair for them either. Mr. Powell, all right, Henry, yes, I did, and the consensus is I'm afraid I'm going to have to turn down your generous offer. Are you serious? What? Yes, sir. What happened? Did that SOB fire you? That SOB just doubled my salary. I'm sorry, but the blind ballot's been called on account of a windfall. What do you mean? I mean, we're going back to Minneapolis. So right towards the end there, the kids had shown up in the doorway of the bedroom. To kind of listen in, see how that conversation was going. Yeah, so they're all standing there when Jim tells them they're going to Minneapolis. And he just makes the decision for them. I can understand where he's coming from. Doubling your salary Which is a big deal. They're currently making it well in Beverly Hills. Yeah. That's got to be some good money. Doubling that in Minneapolis? That money's going to go a lot further uh -huh. in Minneapolis than in Beverly Hills. They'd be Minneapolis royalty at that point. Yeah, like rolling in it. <sighs> but obviously, the rest of the family doesn't like this decision. No. Because they just voted. Yeah, and they all voted to stay, even Cindy. And she may have said it was for the kids, but... I think she was just saying that to Jim. Yeah, that girl wanted to stay herself. Yeah. So then we see the kids sitting there. One of the big things about this show I thought was always so cute this first season. I don't remember if it carries on. But when big situations and big moments are happening... Ice cream. Like every normal good American family does. You scoop up some ice cream and you talk it out. Yep. So the Walshes, they're scooping up ice cream. The kids are not happy with this. No, understandably so. They have new friends. They completely left their old life in Minneapolis. Yeah. And they start talking about, like, how weird is it going to be to just go back? Right. And just show up again? All of their friends have probably moved on. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, going to be suddenly in a new school year and trying to readjust to being the new kids again. Because even though they know the people, they're going to be treated like the new kids and the outsiders. Yeah. They're going to have to work hard to work their way into the groups again. 
And as Oof. I think Brenda says it, that people are going to say that, oh, well, they just couldn't make it in Beverly Hills. Yeah, I could see people saying that. Now, with Ob the mansion they're going to be living in, I don't think anyone's going to say that. I don't think so, but it would have that feel to them. And they have all these friends. They don't want to leave. Yeah. Brenda has a boyfriend that she loves. Yeah, it's really, really hard time for them. Mm -hmm. Cindy's trying really hard to be positive, but they have to be out of the house by June 1st. Yeah, because it's the company pays for the house. Yeah, we find that out here. We've always wondered, you know, do they did they buy the house? I think we mentioned that one time. We I talked so. about the house. It's a company lease, but they have to be out by June 1st. So they get pretty much no time mm -mm. to really pack up and say goodbye. It nope, seems it's like finish the school year and get going. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing timeline wise, this I is think probably beginning of May sometime. Probably beginning of May. Maybe mid-May, some like that very end of the year, those last yeah. few weeks where nothing's really happening. The kids are sitting there doing a pros and cons list, trying to help themselves adjust to this idea and figure out. I think they're trying to create pros because they know all the cons. <laughs> those are heavy on their minds right now. But yes. they also know they don't really have a choice in this. No. this is It just is what it is and they have to go. So they're trying to find a way to make it okay. So the next day at school, seven kids, minus, so no David, otherwise that'd be eight. Otherwise it'd be eight. The seven kids are sitting in a circle on the lawn with their lunches, talking about the move. And they're all in shock. I did love that even Andrea was in the circle with them. Yes, because the Walshes are what brought this group of friends together. Mm -hmm. Without the Walshes, they are just Dylan, the outsider, yep. Steve, the ex of Kelly, and Kelly and Donna are pals, but... They wouldn't include Andrea. Uh -uh. Andrea's only friends with these people because of the Walshes. This group happened because of the Walshes. Without them, it's not the same group. Steve is taking it really, really hard. Really hard. Like, immediately, he is not a happy camper. He gets up and leaves the circle and walks away and leaves the other six just looking at him like, whoa. Yeah, he is not taking it well. No, not at all. So we see at the Peach Pit, Brandon is telling Nat... And it's just so sad. And he's telling them, I'm sorry to leave you so shorthanded like this. And Nat's like, I can find somebody else. It's, he's I'm, basically telling them, I'm just going to miss you. Yeah, I can get by. The restaurant will be fine. We got by before you came here. We got, we'll get by when you leave. But I'll miss you. That was really sweet. Yeah. Oh, my heart. Oh, love Nat. But then Andrea comes in, and this was last week's teaser clip. Yes. She invites him to a just-them dinner. Yes. And we don't know more at this point. We just know it's a dinner. It's just a dinner. Yeah. So we're back at the house, and at the end of that clip, we heard him and Brenda talking. Because the scene changes very quickly, and it's all almost the same sentence. <laughs> but Brenda sees this as a date. She's like, you're going on a date with Andrea? And he's like, no, no, no. It's not it's, a date. It's not a date. We're just... It's a goodbye it's dinner. It's a goodbye dinner. It's a farewell dinner. No big deal kind of attitude. Then we see Jim leaving because he has to catch a plane because he has to immediately start at Minneapolis. Yes. The rest of the family will move there soon, but he has to go right away. And I was really impressed, actually. You know, we, we all know Brenda has been known to lean towards the dramatic what? side of things. Brenda? Dramatic? No, never. But she actually handled this much less drama-filled than I would have thought she would have. Yes, she handles it fairly maturely, honestly. Yeah, and she doesn't storm off, but she just very calmly tells her dad when... Because she wants to stay for the summer and like stay at Kelly's or mm -hmm. something. And he's like, I don't want to split the family up. And she just very matter-of-factly says, I'm not the one doing that. And turns around and walks off. And she goes into the kitchen to grab an apple... She doesn't storm off. She doesn't, she's not up. She's just going elsewhere. She's making a statement. She's very calm about it. I was like, good job, Brenda. Yes, but she also very clearly states that I'm not the one doing this, Dad. You are. Yep. Because one, he's leaving them now for a period of time mm -hmm. to not be there with them. But also, she probably is meaning it as a tearing the family apart. Like Beverly Hills kids are their family too now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Steve is calling her mom, calling Cindy mom. Or even just the emotional tearing apart of mm -hmm. forcing them to leave when they all made the decision to stay. So then Jim turns to Brandon and says that the company sweetened the deal with a new car. 
and he gave Brandon the keys to his old car. Guess Brandon doesn't have to find a replacement for Mondale anymore. I guess not. Brandon has a car, apparently. I guess now. So, side note real quick. In this scene, Cindy looked so cute. Fabulous. She was in that, like, black and white, like, the wide stripes shirt. Yeah. Tucked in and just perfectly bloused out just a little bit with black Ugh. slacks that were form-fitting but not too tight. Just gorgeous. <sighs> I took a screenshot of her. She is just killing it with the fashion game lately. Right. To think of what Cindy looked like in episode one to what she looks like now. Like, oh my goodness. Frumpy, like old fashioned stay at home mom to like hip, cool Beverly Hills mom. Beverly Hills mom. I'm like, oh yeah. Well done. Like I that didn't... blue little pantsuit thing she has. Oh, I love that one. She wears that again this episode too. That she does. So, something that I think would be another fun thing to do mm-hmm. that. It'll just basically be something I'm going to put together, and people will have to go to our blog to see it. Yeah. Back to the peachpit.weebly.com. <laughs> Got to plug that real quick. Just saying. I think I want to go and pull a screen grab of every character from episode one and episode 22 and do a side-by-side. Oh, that'd be interesting. Just to see their progress. See, remember Brandon Brandon's and that mullet. mullet? Before Brenda got bangs. Right? Everybody changed. Yeah. Even Steve's hair changed. Yeah. That'll be really interesting. I'm going to do that. Obviously, you'll have to pull Dylan's from episode two. Obviously. Their first episode that they were seen. There you go. There we go. (laughs) So we're back at school, and Brandon is trying to talk to Steve, and Steve is just being very cold and short with him. He's, like, not even looking at him as Mm. they walk down the hallway, and just sort of giving him the briefest answers possible. More so than he even gives David. Yep, and just walking away. Just basically walked away from I gotta Brandon. get to class, Brandon. Yeah, Steve is definitely not handling this well. Uh-uh, he is not. Then we see Dylan and Brenda, and they're just really struggling with the idea of not being together. And you could tell Dylan's like, he's in this. He's like, I'm in this. I'm, I will make it work. We'll make it work. He'll it's, figure it out. And she's like, not a fan of the long distance thing. It's a running theme between these two for this episode. Mm-hmm. So back at the house after school and Cindy and Brenda are prepping a fruit salad. That was the most gigantic fruit salad. What? Why are you making so much fruit salad? Well, like she says, somebody asked her, I think maybe when Jim got home, he asked about that. Says maybe looked at it. I don't know. She said something about how she just couldn't help it. All this beautiful, fresh California fruit Mm -hmm. that isn't going to be available when they get back to Minnesota. So she's making a giant fruit salad so that then it'll last a little while. And She's just soaking up everything she can and just can't get enough mm-hmm. of all of this. But yeah, she and Brenda are talking about how hard this is. And Brenda's opening up to her. It's a beautiful mother-daughter moment. It is. And it's been a while since we've really bragged on the mother-daughter relationships that this show has and how it shows them. Right. But this was one of those moments. It was because... Brenda's expressing how she's not sure how well a long-distance relationship will work. And then Jim ends up calling Cindy briefly. He's crazy busy at work. But he takes a second to call Cindy just to say hi really fast. And Cindy kind of has that long-distance. That's what you do. Because he had to rush off the phone and get back to work. And yeah, she's like, I don't like this long-distance relationship either. Yeah, and you can tell Cindy's kind of opening up to Brenda, too, in that, like, I get it's really hard. We've all built a life here, Mm -hmm. but we have to do what's best for our family. We have to stay together. So, listeners, I want to tell you real quick, as a mom who's sitting here doing this podcast with my daughter, we sat here for an hour before we started recording Mm -hmm. because it's just those special moments. So when a mother and a daughter have this kind of relationship, yeah, you just want to soak up these moments. And I'm blessed to have my daughter as an adult now and that we really, I feel we have a really good relationship. Okay, good. It's not just me. <laughs> we do. <laughs> but yeah, we sat here for an hour just talking and it, I'm just sitting here. Up. Yeah, just catching up on life and then we suddenly and... realized, oh, we should probably get to recording, huh? Yeah, <laughs> we, we probably should do that. Yeah, probably. And so as we're talking through this episode, I get to this moment and I remember it in my mind and I'm picturing them standing there and having this conversation. I'm like, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see that displayed mm-hmm. 
on TV shows. It's nice to see, for sure. Yeah, I relate to them. Yeah, I do too. All right, before I start getting choked up, <clears throat> not that I would ever do that. No, we would never. Not that I, you know, have moments of this episode that I tear up and cry at every time I think of them. No, not at all. But we'll get to those later. Yeah. So then we see Brandon and Andrea on their date. Not a date? I don't know what you want to call it. I'm going to call it a date. It's It's a a date. date. They're walking around the pier and it's her favorite place in all of LA. Although that was really cute. And then she takes them out to some carousel somewhere. This thing makes me feel like I'm five years old. LA's hidden treasures. <laughs> so what's the big surprise? Huh? <laughs> oh god, this is making me so nervous. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I've uh I've got a going away present for you. Well what is it? Oh <laughs> uh, well, um <laughs> She says, ta-da, here I am. That is a bold move, Andrea. Right? Bold. Super bold move on Andrea's part. Considering this is from the girl who has been shyly just crushing from a distance all season long. Uh But now she's like, well, he's going to be gone. Yeah, she knows it's like now or never, literally, is, is how her thoughts are. I just... When I saw that the first time, I was like, <laughs> does she mean, like, sleeping with him? Or, like, I wasn't sure at first if she meant, like, date me or, like... Do me. Or do me. I wasn't <laughs> sure what she was meaning at first. But clearly, she, we come to understand she's meaning sleep with me. Yeah. Yeah. And Hannah was... It was funny. I was there watching you. And you're just like, no. What? What? No, it's almost like you just couldn't believe that really just happened. That she would really actually say that and offer that. Yep, she did. It's very un-Andrea, but yet it's who she's kind of grown into, of just this bold person. Yeah. And I, I guess that's the move she wanted to make. Yeah, but then again, when you know, I'm probably never going to see this person again in my life. But they mean I, a lot. They mean so much to me and I care so much about them. Jump in feet first. Go for it. I guess. Brandon also does not know how to respond to this. No. He, he we, was about as confused as you were. <laughs> yes. But we don't actually hear his further reaction. No. The scene cuts away. But then we see him walking down the beach with Brenda and he's talking to her about Andrea. He says that he told her he'd have to think about it. Which, understandable. That's kind of a big thing to think about. Yeah. Well, how do you feel? Do you want to sleep with her? I don't know. I mean... I never really thought about it. Well, I thought about it, but I ruled it out because of our friendship, you know. Actually, I think she's pretty. I do too. Actually, I think you guys make a great couple. Well, that's just it. We wouldn't be a couple. It's like we can do anything and it doesn't matter because we're leaving anyway. And if you two are great together, then you have to go. I'll have a nice memory. So as they're walking along the beach, Brenda knows exactly the questions to ask to get right to the heart of the matter and right to like, so do you want to do this? Do you want to? And I like when it's, he says, well, I've, I've never thought about that. Well, I mean, I've thought about it, but, and he, he's thought about it. <laughs> he's thought about it and he thinks she's pretty, but he always just kind of ruled out the idea of her because of the friendship. And I mean, it's the same thing he did with Kelly. Mm-hmm. He values their friendship too much and he wouldn't hurt that. But yep. now it's, like he said, there's 
there's no rules. We're never going to see each other again, so we can do whatever we want. Exactly. But he almost seems uncomfortable with that. He's still unsure. He's still thinking it over. He's still mulling it over, for sure. Yeah. But then they see Dylan coming out of the water after surfing, and Brenda is instantly nervous. Yes. She's been maybe perhaps avoiding him a little bit. Before he gets up to them, though, when she lets it slip somehow to Brandon that she and Dylan have been sleeping together for the last three weeks. Yes. Brother is not a happy camper. He's, He's like, like, what? what? Well, because also for him, she didn't tell him. And I know that seems weird, but at the same time, it may have been a little while after the fact, but he did tell her when he and Cheryl were yeah. together. Everybody knew in the house. Everybody in the house knew. <laughs> but... As twins, they tell each other everything. Everything. But I can understand from Brenda's perspective why she didn't, because that's also, like, his, his best friend. friend. She probably figured uh, he doesn't want to hear about that. No, no. And it's true, he doesn't. <laughs> but the worried brother just says, I just hope you're being careful. And then he changes to Jim in Minnesota. Everyone is, like, so excited to greet him. You could tell it's the office he used to work in, but yes. just the nicer office... Not the cubicle kind of office. Right. So his secretary is there and she comes in with all of his messages and his schedule. And she's reading it to him. The look on his face when he's realizing how nonstop busy. Yes. He's he got like an appointment at like nine. He's got an appointment at 930. He's got a 945 and he's got a 10. And he's got, he moved the, the 1015 to 1030. But. Yeah, he's got, an, he's got an appointment or meeting every 15 to 30 minutes the entire Back to back to back day. to back. Oh my goodness. And you can tell he is immediately overwhelmed. Yeah. Which I don't blame him. That would be overwhelming for anyone. Absolutely. Because he's coming in, he's kind of like greeting people, but then suddenly it's boom, business. Yeah, I think he was kind of hoping he could just kind of ease in and just get comfortable, get situated. He didn't even have time to do anything. He hadn't even opened his schedule book. She just comes in with a stack and then she hands him at the end like the stack of papers. Oh, and these are all your messages that you need to return. He's like, that's just from this morning? She's like, yep. Yes, these are all from this morning. And you can tell she's just like, yep, gotta get used to it. This this is it. This is the job you're filling. Oh, he was not looking thrilled at that point. Uh Uh-uh. So we go back to the beach and we see Dylan and Brenda talking and he wants to make it work. Yes, he wants to. He's putting in that effort. He's even long distance. He's he loves her and he just doesn't want he's not ready for this to be done. And he doesn't want it to be done. He's in this Uh -uh. forever. But she's really hesitant about a long distance relationship. I think in her mind, she's wondering, Dylan used to be kind of a player. What mm-hmm. happens when I'm not around anymore? She's in mentions, I don't know if it's here or somewhere else, about a wandering eye. And how she's worried about that. That his wandering eye, that he won't be faithful to her anyways, so why bother? Yeah. Which, it's a little bit, you know, lack of faith on her faith and his abilities to actually stay faithful. But... But they're teenagers. But they're teenagers. I get it. I get it. And she probably thinks, like, she doesn't want to keep him from the one if it turns out she's not the one because Mm -hmm. she left. So the scene changes and we're back at school and we see Andrea leaning against a wall. She's... Oh, what did the poster thing she was like? I don't remember what the poster said. Go for it. Go for it. I think it said go for it. Yes. I did a screen grab of her and Brandon leaned up against that poster. I thought, thought it was so funny. Oh, it's a hilarious poster for them to be talking in front of. <laughs> like I said, he comes and joins her and she's really nervous and uncomfortable. They have a very interesting conversation. Hi. Hi. Listen, I was thinking about, you know, your, your present. <coughs> yes, and, uh, me too. Uh, maybe I was being a little impulsive. Okay. See ya. See ya. I want you to be impulsive. You do? Yeah, that's what I came here to tell you. I accept your gift. With pleasure. Okay, good. We got that out of the way? Good. So as he's starting to walk away after she tells him that I was being a bit too impulsive, as he's walking away, he punches a locker and then turns (laughs) around real quick to say 
that he he accepts the offer. That he's like, I want you to be impulsive. And he's oh, so, so forward about it. And then towards the end of the clip, they kiss. Their first sober kiss. Yes, because they did have technically kissed before yeah, when Brandon speaking. was drunk. But we don't count that one. No, we don't. But they have their first actual real kiss. Oh, it's just so cute. So that was that moment when they're both kind of just standing there against that big poster that I took of a screen And then that kind of means that Brandon and Andre are kind of together right now. Yeah. For the time being, they're a thing. Yeah. Interesting. You've been wanting this to happen for a long time? Yes. Your I've been ship able... is setting sail, My Annabelle. ship is setting sail. I've been shipping this since the pilot. Oh, I'm so excited. Nice. So we're back at the Walsh house and Cindy's on the phone with Jim and he is just so busy. He tells her that he had to even cancel dinner with their best friends. Yeah. They were so excited to see him, but he was just too busy and he had to cancel. Mm -hmm. Cindy says that she's worried. If you don't have time for them, are you going to have time for me and us and the kids? And Jim doesn't really answer. I think he's realizing he won't. And he's had that point of like... The money's good, but where's my time? Yeah. I have a bit of a personal feeling on this because for all those years your dad was working mm-hmm. at a different job his old job had him working so many hours a week oh yeah and we didn't because that was the job he was working at when we got married I didn't really realize what I was missing out on mm-hmm. until last year when he changed his entire career path yeah and now it's like I see my husband every night which most people are like yeah so Big whoop. But that didn't used to be the case. No, it used to be the point where, you know, Sunday night he would leave on a business trip or he would, you know, be Be working working so many hours, hours, working typically 60 to 90 hours a week. And then he'd end up sleeping in the spare room because he didn't want to wake you. And literally, I said 90 hours a week. I don't think Mm -hmm. people understand what that means. When somebody works 90 hours a week, you never see them. You don't see them. Because they come home, they sleep, they wake up, they go back to work. And that's seeming like what it's the kind of job that mm-hmm. Jim has gotten himself into. Whereas Jim's old hours at his current Beverly Hills job before he took the promotion. He was home late maybe some nights. But, but most every night he was home for dinner. Yeah. And now I know what that's like. Exactly. I can't imagine going back. Yeah. Now that I've experienced having my husband home every single night and getting to see him Seven days a week, I see his face. Yeah. We have a conversation. I mean, what? when Tyler and I got, first got married, we had a month where he was gone because he was... He's in the Guard. He's in the National Guard, and he was on, on mission in the state. But I didn't see him for a month. It's hard. It was hard, and we were newlyweds. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being stuck doing that all the time. You guys only been married for like two or three months when that happened, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because I was in October, and got we got married in July. July. Yeah, that's, it's tough. Yeah. So, so I get where Cindy's coming from. We do. We, we feel, we feel for Cindy right now. We feel you, time. Cindy. So we're back at the Peach Pit again. Back at the Peach Pit. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea comes in, and she tells Brandon that she actually has a conflict tonight. She forgot it was her aunt's birthday and they had a family thing already scheduled. And yes. So they were comparing schedules. Which, it's the strangest situation because you got to keep in mind, they're scheduling when they're going to sleep together. Yep. It's not like they're just scheduling when their next date is. But that is their next date. But that is their next date. It's just funny that it's, it's like... It's the next date that they're just planning to go a lot further on that date. So they both come up with the fact that they're free on Sunday. So they plan to meet up at the Peach Pit when it's closed. Because we've established in the past, the Peach Pit is closed on Sundays. Yes. It's like Chick-fil-A. I love it. It's very cool. Cool, isn't it? I miss Chick-fil-A. Okay, listeners. There's only currently one Chick-fil-A in the state of Montana. And it is not near us. No. There are, I've heard rumors of two other Chick-fil-A's going to be built in the future in Montana. And both of them will be, one of them near us and the other one a little bit farther, but still near us. Near enough to drive to. And my... In a reasonable amount of time. One of my first jobs ever as a teenager was at a Chick-fil-A in Arizona. So we miss it. We miss a lot. But the Peach Pit, apparently Nat goes by Chick-fil-A hours. Yes. He's closed on Sundays. But Brandon has the keys... To get in, mm-hmm. and so he could lock up at the end of the day, or to get in on Sunday. And uh, with Andrea <laughs> in the peach pit. Yes. Aka awkward. Aka awkward. But then Steve comes in, and he's surly, and he's cranky. And I'm like, 
And then he leaves. I'm like, why did you come in just to be a butthead to Brandon? He probably came in thinking, I'll come in and have some, a few more good times with my buddy. I know he's working. Or it may have just been a habit. I think he went in just out of habit. Yeah. Because he just goes in when he knows Brandon's working and just hangs out. He just goes into the peach pit. That's what he does. And he's just like, oh, I can't stand this because now. Because seeing Brandon, it reminds him mm-hmm. that he's not going to be here for much longer. So sad. So sad. So the scene changes and we see Dylan's place. Yes. We haven't seen Dylan's place in a very long it's time. It's been a while. Not since he... Not he since in that he fight with his dad. But we see he and Brenda in bed together. And she has her back to him. And she's just laying there crying. And then she turns to him and says that she just wanted to be with him one last time. And she's crying and telling him that she can't do this. And she's breaking up with him. He thought they had talked it out and we're going to try to make it work. But, but she, she can't. She just can't. Let's go and take a break. Yes. We'll be right back. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. And I'm her friend, Sheila. <laughs> okay, I wanted to take a moment and let you all know about another podcast I do with my friend, Sheila. Yes, this is the Sheila that we've given a shout out to on here before. And I really have been enjoying listening to Back to the Peach Pit, as well as getting to know my new friend, Rebecca. Listeners, you've heard me talk about my other daughter, Abigail, and that she is recently engaged. Well, Sheila is her fiancé's mom. We decided that since we're going to be meshing our families together, we should start to get to know one another better. So Rebecca has been showing me the ropes on podcasting while we share with our listeners the ups and downs of our decades of marriage and parenting. Go check it out. Our podcast can be found on a variety of podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, so many more. It's called Sipping and Quipping, a podcast where friends enjoy a tasty beverage together while visiting about life. All right, welcome back from break. Real quick before we get to the episode, though. We wanted to let you guys know where you can find us online. You can find us at Back to the Peach Pit on any of our social medias. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us at our email, backtothepeachpit at gmail.com. You can also go to our blog site, backtothepeachpit.weebly.com. And we also do have a Patreon now. If you would like to support us on there, it is patreon.com slash backtothepeachpit. Yeah, we, we would love to hear from you guys or get your support if you'd like to toss in a, even a couple bucks a month just to help us oh, yeah. work towards upgrading our equipment. We're working on it. As y'all have heard in the past weeks, you can hear the computer fan running sometimes. We're having a switch up our recording process. Oh, yeah. Super fun. Super fun. And if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate it if you would leave a nice little rate and review. Give us that little five-star validation. Or if you want to just leave us whatever thoughts you have on the podcast, we'd just love to hear from you. And you know what, guys? We want to thank each and every one of you. We have now made it an entire season. Mm-hmm. We love doing this for you. We love doing this together. And we thank you for listening. Whether you email us, write us, drop us a note or not, whether you support us on Patreon or not, we're thankful that you keep coming back week after week after week. And listening to our craziness. Because we know we get crazy. Oh, yeah. We know we've had problems. (laughs) But we're thankful for you. And hopefully you're entertained by our weirdness. Yeah, you keep coming back. We appreciate you guys. All right, let's get back at it, Annabelle. All right. All right, we're back. We're back. Ooh, she changed her tone to her song this week. I know. It's the end of the season. Crazy things are happening, man. Crazy things. (laughs) So we come back and we're back at the Walsh house. The twins are talking about the freezing out of their friend group. It, I mean, Steve is acting really cold to Brandon. Kelly and Donna have started making summer plans completely without Brenda. Like, just like nothing is wrong and just moving on with life. And, I mean... She even wanted to just hang out with Kelly. And Kelly's like, mm, I just can't. And they're just freezing them out. Just cutting them out of their lives already. Yeah. They talk about how their friends in Minneapolis did this to them before they left. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, there was one specific friend that they talk about of Brenda's that just kind of stopped coming to the house all the time and stopped talking to her. And they're seeing that happen again. And it's sad. It is. They, They feel, it almost seems like they feel more hurt than the first time. 
Yeah. yeah. And obviously we didn't get to see them during that first time, but it's like, we've seen, we did this already. We just did all this. So hard. So, so emotionally hard. difficult on a kid. Oh, yeah. Then we see Brandon out at the beach, and he drugs Steve out to the beach for a last hurrah. And Steve is grumpy. You can completely hear it in this clip. Oh, yeah. He just, he's a cranky Gus. All right, you kidnapped me. Drag me out here. Ruin my Sunday. What is it? We gotta talk this out, Steve. I know why you're acting like No, you don't. Grab a clue, Walsh. Steve, I'm angry about going too. No, no, it's easy for you. You make friends in your sleep. I should have known better than to trust anyone to make a fool of myself. What are you talking about? I even told you why I got in a fight with that midget. I even let you break it up. Steve, you think you're the only person in the world who's ever felt like a fool, huh? You know why I brought you down here to the beach today? See that water? Not blind. Well, last summer, all I could dream about was moving to California and becoming Mr. Surf. But the first time I went in the water, I got pounded by the waves. Yeah, so what? Everybody wipes out. Big deal. Well, it was a big deal to me. It made me feel like I didn't belong here. Man, I've been back in the water since September, but I figured who better to share my last wipeout with than you. So a couple things. First of all, we've identified that it is currently Sunday. We know what's happening on Sunday. So this is earlier in the day, but later. <laughs> Little Hannibal. You crack me up. Thanks. So all this time he's been in California. And he hasn't gone to the beach. Except Not for that first time. I think it was in the green room the episode green room, two. When he met Dylan. Yeah. That was apparently the last time that Brandon went to the beach. And he's been living in California all well, this time. Not since he's went to the beach, but since he went surfing. Since he went surfing. Yeah. But still, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Considering that's what he spent his summer before thinking about was and surfing. dreaming about doing. The moment you can really hear Steve's attitude is when they're walking along and Brandon says, do you see the ocean right there? He's like, I'm not blind. I was like, ooh, Steve. Steve. He's an angry elf. He's an angry elf. But towards the end, after Brandon says, who better to share my last wipeout with? Yeah. And then they say how much they're going to miss each other. Bro. Bro. Oh my gosh. I really do love that the friendship that they have developed is shown so positively because mm-hmm. at the beginning Steve was a jerk and he still is. He still has his jerky moments, but he's less jerky than he was before. Yes, and you can see how important this friendship is to him. Yeah. And to Brandon as well. Yeah, for sure. It's really sweet. So but then we see a very sudden scene change with very sudden. This show has a lot of sudden scene changes, so it didn't really startle me too much. Except for the fact it's Brandon going into the peach pit and it's the lights are off and it's dark. You look over and Andrea is in like the sexiest red dress. Just stand there all, all dolled seductively up. dolled up and I was waiting for you or something like that. And then Brandon wakes up on the beach. <laughs> he fell asleep. He fell asleep. <laughs> so we never get to see him out surfing again we never get to see that wipeout moment we don't see it Mm -mm. it's just it was a bro moment that happened between them but he fell asleep on the sand in the sun and was dreaming about andrea Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then uh i think steve wakes him and then he, he checks the time and he suddenly realizes he has to go told steve he had a date he had a date and steve's like i think steve asked him who it's with and he just one secret a day or something like that yeah and he takes off and he just goes so it's like oh he's not telling steve he's not telling anybody except for brenda except for brenda yeah so we're back at the walsh house and jim came home early yeah which seemed like a surprise considering he was planning to come home later like the next day i think Mm-hmm. And he had been working so many long hours, and even Cindy seemed surprised. Excitedly surprised. Yes, but surprised. But Cindy and Brenda are sitting there packing a box of stuff, and the phone rings, and it's Nat. And he has a big emergency at the Peach Pit. He's got a special event. He needs an extra set of hands, but he cannot get a hold of Brandon. The Peach Pit is closed on Sundays. Brandon and Andrea are going to go and 
bum chicka wow wow I immediately, at the when I first started watching this, I immediately started panicking, thinking that he, they were going to come in and Brandon and Andre were going to just be like <laughs> in the kitchen doing it or something. And then Nat would come in for this big event. And I had visions of horrifying <sighs> scenes happening. It was hilarious because you were in a small freak out moment. A small freak out. I was it like, was pretty no, great. no, 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 uh-uh. You can't do this to Andrea. You can't do this. Especially because the very next scene is Andrea and Brandon standing right outside the peach pit door with a closed sign facing them. And he's about to unlock the door. And Hannah's over here, like, holding her breath, <laughs> panicking. Thinking there's going to be a pack of strangers in there having a nice, like, 50th wedding anniversary dinner party or something crazy like that. Meanwhile, two teenagers come in wanting to do it. <laughs> like, ugh. Then Andrea stops him from opening the door, and she plans a big old kiss on him. Big kiss. This is not just like earlier, they're like, kiss, okay, we did. We got that out of the way. Yeah. No, this is like... Quick little makeout. Yeah, nice little makeout kiss. And to the point when they stop, and he goes, wow. <laughs> it's like, Whoa. And she can't stop smiling. Nope. They open the door and turn on the light, and immediately you see the place is packed. Yep. But it's packed with their friends. And they're all yelling, surprise! Big surprise. Brandon and Andre are standing off to the side. Because Brandon's excited to tell his friends. But he realizes the disappointment of, Ooh, oh. We definitely can't do it here. And he leans into Andrea. To have a quick conversation. So, was this all you said? No. I went to Kelly for, you know, advice in our feet together. And, uh. She turned our rendezvous into this. Well, there's always the after party. <laughs> Kelly! On one hand, I'm really glad that Kelly did this because it's a really special thing. On the other hand, are you kidding me, woman? You couldn't have done it any other time before they move. You had to do it tonight. And, and knowing... Knowing oh, because Andrea oh. said that they were going to be doing it in the peach pit... She decides, oh, that's a great place for us to plan a thing on Sunday. At that same time. So she turns their little rendezvous into a surprise party. Remember last week when you and I were talking mm. and I had said, just wait till next week. There's something else. You're just, it's, I'm so mad at Kelly for this. Yeah. This is that moment. This is that moment. Because I guarantee there was another option she could have taken. There were probably to plenty do of other times. a surprise party some other time. Nat would have closed the whole place on a... Friday night he for the Walshes. Absolutely he would have. But no, 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 no. Kelly has to interrupt them because as remember we talked about last week, since the day she found out that Andrea what? really liked Brandon. She has been trying to sabotage it. She has, her sights have been set on him. Yep. And she's trying to sabotage it. So even after last week, when he told her that she, that that's not going to happen for the two of them. Yeah. She's still trying to sabotage him and Andrea. Oof. It's like, well, if I can't have him, you can't have him either. Kind of her attitude, yeah. it seems like. But the rest of the party is actually a very positive. It is. It's a very sweet party. I just wish I'm, she had I'm done really it another time. I'm really glad it actually happened. Yeah. I just wish that she had done it at another time. Yeah. Anywho, back on track we go. <laughs> Brenda arrives thinking that she's helping Nat. And again, the group jumps out and yells, surprise, all over again. And she's so happy to see all of her friends. Yes. And realize this is why Kelly and Donna have been kind of cold to her all week. Because mm -hmm. they were planning this. And honestly, she's kind of been holing out herself since she broke up with Dylan. She, it seems like she's kind of been mm -hmm. not really leaving the house much. Yeah. Jim and Cindy were just a couple steps behind her. Because they knew about the party. Yes. Because she looks at them and she's like, were you in on this? And Cindy's like guilty as charged or something like that. Something like that. Something cute and Cindy-like. So that makes me wonder, did Cindy know that Jim was coming home early for the surprise party? I don't think Jim was supposed to be at the surprise party. You don't think so? I don't think so. That's kind of left vague, so we're not really sure. I think that's why. I think that's why Jim came home early. Yeah, I think that he knew there was going to be a surprise party. I think that Cindy told him it would be really important and really special if he was there. And I'm pretty sure he, I would guess if it was me, he said he would do everything he could to get there. Yes, but so she still told the kids that he'd be there the day later. Yeah. So it'd be a surprise he came and home early. She might not have actually known it was for sure happening until he walked in that door. So she was truly surprised. Exactly. 
But she also knew it was a possibility, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. From a parental perspective, that's my guess. I would guess so. So David is there with his video camera and <laughs> Kelly pushes him in the corner to do video goodbyes of all the friends. And Jim and Cindy are just standing there listening to all the kids record their video goodbyes. Now, it's a long video goodbye stuff, so I tried to yeah. just clip it down to just what the kids said about the Walsh kids because it was pretty special. They're all so special. Brenda? I love you. I'm going to miss you. Who's going to do all my dirty work now? <laughs> um, Brenda, I, uh, I'd even let you share my clothes if it meant that you'd stay. Okay. Do I look okay? <laughs> um, okay, Brenda, I just wanted to say how cool I think our friendship has been. Your family was there for me when my mom was going to go that time. And I've even become less of a bitch since I started hanging out with her. Well, there really was only one way you could go, Kelly. Let's see, without Brandon, I'd probably be uh, hanging out drinking beers with a fleet of airheads and getting the crap beat out of me. Uh, thanks, Brandon, for making me the great guy I am. Um, when, uh... Brandon first showed it was Beverly. I figured he was just some cute, conceited guy who was uh, trying to take some shortcuts. Oh, well, um, he taught me a shortcut that I could be more open sometimes. Um, he, uh, he liked me, so I thought maybe that the others would too, including his sister, Brenda. Um, Minnesota doesn't know how lucky it is. Well, Slim, we've been through a lot together. You're the only one ever hit me and lived to tell about it. You invited me into your family. What did I do? I took out your sister. Who saved me from going back to drinking. She saved me from myself. I don't know what I'm gonna do without you guys. At the risk of sounding mushy, you lost people the only family I got. I get choked up every time. Every time. And Jim gets choked up too. Because Jim gets very choked up. And you can just see the whole place. It's like feeling how we're feeling right now. Choked up and they're going to miss the Walshes. And then you can see Jim makes a decision. And this is a direct quote of what he says to the room as he does this little speech. Speaking for us Walsh people, I'd like to thank you all for letting us become a part of your world. Kinda hard to say goodbye. It made me realize home is where the heart is, not where the highest paycheck is. So I've decided that my family and I, we're gonna stay here and keep our wonderful life. And there are hugs and cheers all around because the Walshes aren't going anywhere. Nope. They're staying put. They're staying put. And Cindy asks him, you know, have you told Mr. Powell? He's like, nope. I just made I the decision. I literally, yeah, he just made the decision just now. And I think because he didn't understand how much his family meant to all these kids. I think he didn't realize how much he meant to all those kids. Because, I mean, even Dylan says it. You Walsh people, not just the twins, you Walsh people are yeah. the only family I've got. And, you know, hearing that you and your family, you and your family, hearing that, oh, it's not just the kids that are important to these teenagers. We're important to them, too. Yeah. And realizing that, that we have a lot of people around us who love us. And realizing that if they go, they are leaving family behind. They are. And these kids, these people are family. Mm -hmm. And every single one of those people, <laughs> even Nat, who got up to say something, they had something important to say. And you can tell there is love in this room. Yes. And Jim realizes, I can't take my family away from that. Mm. Not for any high paycheck in the world. So then everybody starts dancing. Jim and Cindy are dancing. Yes. Steve and Kelly are off on the corner dance and left side dancing. Mm -hmm. Brenda and Dylan are in the middle dancing. And over on the right side of the camera scene, we see David and Donna dancing. Yes. I did so a screen cute. grab of as much of the group as I could get in one shot They're as I could. Technically, they haven't all technically still been in the same shot. We made it through an entire season. <laughs> That's actually a really interesting thing yeah. for a show to do. For a party cast like this to not be on screen all at the same time together ever. Nope. In a whole, the whole first season. 
they've been like right here. They're in the same scene. They're all in the same room. They're all doing the same stuff, but they're not on camera simultaneously. Even like just the gang of teens last week nope. who had an opportunity with the spring dance. Nope. All but David. All but David. It's today sitting in that circle on the grass. All but David. All but David. There was another time. All but Andrea. You know, we just haven't gotten all of them together. That's so crazy to get through an entire season yeah. of a show. That's wild. So there, there's some really fun foreshadowing in a season finale that Miss Hannibal here doesn't know about yet. And listeners who have seen the entire series know exactly what I'm talking about. But there were a handful of foreshadowing moments that are really cool that I'm really looking forward to seeing yes. your reaction as they play out. Oh, it'll be so much fun. So much fun. But as they're all dancing, there is one last little thing that's said before the camera pans away. Done. I'm late. Why is she late for? No, you know. I'm late. Brenda tells Dylan that she's late. Yeah. And then the camera kind of pans out, just showing the whole party of room, just partying and having a good time. But Dylan and Brenda kind of looking a bit stressed in the middle of the crowd. So here's the interesting thing that 90210 did. Most shows, weekly type shows like this, not these modern, like... Regular sitcom kind of shows. Regular sitcom, you know, you have to wait a week before it comes out. After a season finale, especially with a cliffhanger like that, you would have to wait all summer, like three months. Oh, yeah. It was only like a month, I think before right because they did a summer season they did well it wasn't just a summer season they started their season early yeah and so instead of taking three months summer vacation they did one month between the end of the season and the start of the next and they do one month off at christmas time yeah which is interesting because then it means that they get to utilize the fact that their show takes place in california which is a very well-known mm -hmm. summer location so I why not do seasons in the summertime it makes sense We've said this many times. Hannibal has not seen a any ahead. No, I she haven't. She has no idea what's happening. And even your sister has been like, are you really? I'm like, no, really, she is not. I'm I'm really not. Like, it's I don't great. even read the synopsises before I watch an episode, guys. Nope, it's fun. It's fun. No. I'm really excited for you to see what's coming up because there's a lot of I'm really stuff excited. happening. Wow. Yeah. All right, so Miss Hannibal. All right, we've made it through. Yes. What is your peach scale rating? This is my ten peach episode. It was such a good episode. It showed so much character growth. It was engaging the entire time, and I laughed. I cried. It, it moved, moved me, Bob. Bob. Veggie, Veggie tales. Whoa, <laughs> girl. <laughs> We have issues, guys. We've talked about it before. Same brain. <sighs> but yes, I really liked this episode. This is my 10-peach episode. You know what? What? Me too. Really? This is my 10-peach episode, which I find it really hilarious how... And if anybody... I know I've said these kind of things before, but I'm going to say it again on the off chance that it's true. If there's anybody out there listening who has any sort of connection with the show and who knows Amy Spies, please apologize to her for us. We have given her quite a bit of crap this season. Yeah, just a little bit. I Sorry. was not a big fan of a lot of her writing throughout much of the season. But this episode, girl, you redeemed yourself. This from, is our 10 episode. Oh my goodness. We went from, some of her episodes were like our really low, like fours. Yeah. Like and now it's our like. Our lowest episodes of this season were some of hers and we were blaming her for it. And here now, she was responsible for the season finale that we're like, 10 peaches, baby. Oh, it was so oh, good. So good. Yeah. And she I'm, did a brilliant job. Oh yeah. And we obviously know that there's a lot of other factors that can go into a bad episode. Episode, not just a writer but there is a heavy factor in that writer yeah and we there was a common thread through many of those yes and she was the only common thread we could find correct but this one redeems all of those because it was just so engaging so yeah. well done and as i said i think i said earlier i'm pretty sure this is her last episode that she writes for 90210 yeah she and went like, out with a bang she did she's like well that's the best of the best Peace. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's gone. Oh, yeah. We loved this episode. On IMDb, the average rating for this one was a, is currently, as of right now, a 7.2. 
That's one of the highest of the season. Yep, 7.3 is the highest of the season. At the beginning of the season, 7.4 was the highest, but some lower ratings brought those down. So yeah. now 7.3 is the highest. This one was a 7.2. That's pretty high. Still, yeah, that's pretty high. That's pretty high. Yeah. It's good stuff. So oh, yeah. normally we would toss in a teaser clip about now, but... We don't have another episode, no. normal episode next week. Next week, we should probably let everybody know a little bit more. We, we kind of gave you guys a little preview discussion, but... Next week's episode, I'm putting together another pop quiz for Hannibal. Yes. It's going to include all 22 episodes. Oh, dear. That's a lot of pop quiz. Don't worry. Some of it is going to be really easy, but there are going to be a couple challenging questions in there. I got this. It's our final exam. You got to go over everything that you learned that. Right? So it's final exam time. We got to learn some stuff here. We got to discuss what we've learned. Mm -hmm. And part of what we learned is all these characters and we've learned about them and their lives and their personalities and so we're going to discuss each character as, as a, dog. a dog we're going to we've chosen specific breeds and pictures of each breed and we'll put them all on the blog so you'll have to check out the blog you'll just have to because at least this one. Oh, it's hilarious oh yeah it's going to be a blast you guys really hope you tune in next week to listen to that yeah it's going to be crazy fun but it's going to be a blast we might have a few surprises up our sleeves. We'll see. We'll have to see. You'll have to tune in to find out. Yep. And that will all be next week right here on Back to the Peach Pit. Thanks to Pixabay.com for their royalty-free music where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Your reviews help us a lot. You can find all of our contact info and social media info at our blog site, backtothepeachpit.weebly.com. We look forward to hearing your thoughts on this week's episode.